Welcome to episode eight of the Nourish to Flourish podcast. Today we're going to talk about meditation. Should you learn how to meditate? Why meditation is important? So let's get started. Welcome to the Nourish to Flourish podcast. My name is Suzanne Jezek-Ariaga, and I'm your host. I'm a holistic mindset coach, author, and the creator of the Nourish to Flourish Academy, and I'm obsessed with all things manifestation and mindset. I'm passionate about helping you nourish your life so you can create a life you love. If you're looking for a weekly dose of empowerment to create a better version of you and enhance your life in the areas of business, finances, relationships, and health, then you're in the right place. If you enjoy hearing about topics like mindset, health, wealth, optimism, manifestation, thoughts, gratitude, and the law of attraction, you are in the right place. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of positivity and inspiration. Thank you for being here today. So now let's get started. Hello, hello, welcome to the Nourish to Flourish podcast, episode number eight. Today, we're going to talk about all about meditation. Should you meditate or not? And I want to apologize for not doing the podcast last week, but I was a sicko. (laughs) Somehow, I got strep throat. I don't know if my uh, body was catching up to my spirit since I've been doing a lot of spiritual work lately or what the heck was happening. But anyway, I'm back and I'm better. So now let's talk a little bit about meditation. When I was in college, I used to be an avid beachgoer. And this is kind of funny. I used to ride my bike to the beach almost every day to study. And on my ride, I would encounter a group of people meditating. And I wondered what in the heck they were doing and how they could sit there silently for so long. At that time in my life, I thought meditation was just for hippies and people from weird religions unknown to me. Maybe you envision the same thing. Long bearded yogis sitting cross-legged on a pillow, chanting unrecognizable sounds with their eyes closed and think that meditation is not for you. But I assure you that it's a powerful way to nourish yourself and your life. In fact, it's one of the best ways to help you live in the present moment, for sure. It allows your mind to become more relaxed and inwardly focused. It helps you not to focus on your problems of the day and the ramblings of those rants and your monkey mind, but on your connection with yourself and God. In many cultures, meditation has been practiced for thousands of years. There's a variety of different forms of meditation, including breathing meditation, mantra meditation, which is what I often do, transcendental meditation, guided meditations, I do those as well, Zen meditation, mindful meditation, chanting meditation, vipassana meditation, kundalini meditation, chakra meditations, I do those as well, walking meditation, that's kind of a cool form, and you know what, meditation isn't about forcing that little drunk monkey to shut up, it's the process of finding the peace that already exists in your mind, in the silence of meditation is present moment awareness. 
And that in that awareness, there are no thoughts of the past or concerns of the future. And now the funny thing is, although I used to think uh, meditation was for hippies and people from religions unknown, I rarely go a day without meditating at least once. It's really become an integral part of my life, and now I believe it's one of the main keys to nourishing your power to create happiness in your life. It's helped me to keep my thoughts positive and uplifted, to calm my little drunk monkey, silence my rants, and create a peaceful, happy life. It also hosts, Meditation also hosts a bunch of benefits. In addition to the obvious benefits of improved mental and emotional health, Scientists have found that a consistent meditation practice not only boosts the mind, but also bolsters the body. Many studies have shown that meditation may also help with fatigue, heart disease, high blood pressure, substance abuse, depression, anxiety, chronic pain, stress, insomnia, and obesity. So what exactly is meditation, you might be asking at this point. Explained in one word, it is resting. Meditation gives your mind a rest. Throughout the day, you use your mind in many ways. And to be fit, your mind needs a break, just as your body needs to rejuvenate itself through sleep. Meditation makes your mind fit like jogging or lifting weights strengthens your body. But it also benefits the body and spirit as well. In its most basic form, meditation is basically just the practice of sitting quietly and focusing on your breath. In a deeper sense, though, it's experiencing the silence within. In addition to the physical benefits meditation provides, it can also help you to become more patient. It can help you to regain control of your emotions when you feel stressed so that you can respond with more patience. It can help you let go of worry, anxiety, and fear. It can help you to quiet the overly active part of your brain that produces monkey chatter, that monkey mind. It can help you feel more grounded. By sitting quietly in stillness, you'll be forced back into the present moment, grounding you in the process. It can get you more in touch with your intuition, and this is really important. Typically, your ego is louder than your intuition. Meditation allows you to hear your inner voice more clearly by shutting down your pesky ego and enabling your intuitive thoughts to emerge. It can also help you to become more aware of the synchronicities in your life. Since meditation slows down your thoughts, quiets your mind, and helps you to maintain stillness, you'll be more open to experience and better able to recognize more of the synchronicities that occur in your life. But guess what? Unfortunately, learning to meditate isn't always easy, but the benefits are worth the challenge. When you first start to meditate, you might find that your mind is, just won't be quiet and that your monkey chatter will become even more active. You'll start thinking all sorts of crazy thoughts. But the key is to let those thoughts pass through. And this is what I tell my clients and what I like to tell people, like a ripple in the water. Instead of fighting your thoughts, just imagine them as tiny little leaves floating down a stream, moving with the flow of the water. The thoughts that don't affect you, you don't attach to them that way. They just float right by. While meditating, you'll learn that these thoughts just pass. And soon, 
You'll be able to sit quietly with no thoughts permeating your mind or your experience at all. But don't get me wrong, meditation does take practice. Just like learning to ride a bike or learning to dance. When you learn something new, you obviously have to be patient with yourself. Like you would when you'd be teaching a kid to ride a bike or to read. You'd be patient patient with them, right? So you need to be patient with yourself as well. So my first meditation attempt was with the Prosperity Princesses many years back. And I was definitely a victim of the whims of my mind. I'm going to tell you a little story. I'm actually going to read this um, from a passage in my book about my first time trying to meditate or meditating. I was sitting at the table in the backyard with my eyes closed and I could hear the rustle of the falling wisteria leaves floating across the patio. The pinging sound of the wind chimes resonated, but my mind would not cooperate and settle down. A chirping bird and the trickle of flowing water in the fountain lulled me into a pseudo-sleep state, but my mind was still churning. Get back to meditating, I told myself. Probably not the best tone for one on a higher spiritual path to use. <laughs> my thoughts wandered to things other than getting in touch with the universe. I found myself listening to all the sounds in the yard. Another leaf landed on the table with a crackling sound as a biplane flew overhead. I wondered, where's the plane going? The buzz of the bees... Busily mining, the nectar from the gardenias combined with the sigh of my sleeping dog made the perfect scene for a meditation, or so you'd think. One of the women in my group must have moved her hands around, now I know it was you, Yvette, because I could hear her jingling bracelets while I tried to focus on my breathing. In and out, breathe in, breathe out, I told myself. Finally, I was able to hear my breath as I inhaled deeply to let go of the negative thoughts and emotions. Then I started to settle into the meditation. Finally. And after a couple years, um, after that first meditation attempt, and it really was just an attempt, I attended a weekend retreat with a friend at the Chopra Center where we were introduced to mantra meditation. And so this was my another attempt at meditating. The room was filled with about 50 people. And we learned the history and theory of meditation. After lunch, it was time for us to actually try our first meditation. So everyone was given a mantra that was specific for them, a short phrase unique um, to the time and place where you were born to assist them to stay focused. Some people sat on chairs. Other people sat cross-legged on the floor. My friend opted to sit on the floor, and I stayed in my seat with my hands on my lap and my feet planted firmly on the ground. That's what the instructor told us to do. So our first meditation was to be about 30 minutes long. I had never done a meditation that long before. The instructor set a large timer in front of the room, advising us to keep our eyes closed and our minds calm until the gong-like timer would go off. So the meditation started, and my mind and heart began racing. I'm asking myself, am I meditating properly? What's my friend doing? What's for lunch? I was actually thinking, what's for lunch? When's the darn bell going to sound? My monkey mind whirled around in my mind, chattering endlessly. And it's funny to to look at this story because it's so different for me when I meditate now. And I could hear people rustling. I could hear coughing and sneezing, clearing their throats. But my monkey mind just kept chattering. It kept saying, am I going to make it through the 30 minutes? Time must be almost up. I'm going to open my eyes. Yes, no. Should I open them? No. Yes, no. Open them. So I opened my eyes. And guess what? It had only been seven minutes and 11 seconds. Only seven minutes and 11 seconds had I been meditating. 
Time had been going so slow. Then I remembered the instructor had told us that we let our thoughts pass through without judgment, like I said earlier, not attaching to them, and to keep repeating the mantra consistently. So I kept meditating. My mantra kind of had a nice ring to it, so it was pretty easy to repeat if I could remember to do that, but then I would, my monkey mind would chime in and I'd forget. So I focused on the next few minutes on repeating my mantra, and I looked up at the timer, and again, it was then it was 22 minutes and 17 seconds. I thought to myself, oh my God, I can do this. Oh no, I don't think I can. Just repeat the mantra, 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 mantra. I really remember just thinking these things. And the next thing I knew, the gentle gong went off um, and marked the end of the first 30-minute meditation. So now I can eat, eat lunch. I thought, wow, I must have been hungry that day. During my second retreat, which I attended alone, we sat in a Zen-decorated meditation room with dim lighting twice a day, because this was a meditation retreat, at specified times to practice the art of meditation. And believe me, it really is an art because it's like writing. Some days it flows and it works and some days it doesn't. And it's a very painful experience. In this room, which was much more austere, looked more like a meditating room. The first room was more like a conference room. Um, I, again, opted for a chair rather than sitting cross-legged on the floor. I still wasn't ready for that cross-legged position. This meditation, though, there was no timer, and there was no way to know how many more minutes there were. So it actually proved better for me because I didn't open my eyes because there was no reason to open them. There was nothing to look at. And I just kept repeating my mantra over and over again, letting my thoughts flow through my mind and not attaching to them. And after about the fifth meditation on the third day, I swear, 30 minutes seemed like one minute. I'd actually learned how to meditate and you can too. It took practice and it took dedicated practice. Since that retreat, I've been meditating, like I said, almost daily, finessing my practice consistently. So you can do that too. Like I said, developing a meditation practice is crucial to nourishing yourself in your life. Besides the benefits we've already covered, it's also a tool to improve your life. On a deeper level, it can help you to discover who you really are and what you truly want. Even though it takes practice and you have to be devoted to achieve results, it's much simpler than how it's portrayed in the media. Like I said earlier, anyone can learn to meditate. You can meditate practically anywhere. You don't have to meditate for 30 minutes. You can meditate for five minutes, two minutes, one minute, whatever, whatever time you have. You can meditate in the car while you're waiting to pick your kids up from school. You can meditate when you're walking in nature. There's really no right or wrong way to do it. Mindful breathing is one of the simplest forms of meditation. Getting started can be simple, but I kind of suggest getting it going to having a teacher or a class to help motivate you when you first get started like I did. So some ways you could start. Or you could try a guided meditation. Deepak Chopra, Chopra Center, has quite a few of them. A lot of them are free. And they'll walk you through the steps to achieving this peaceful, calm state that you're trying to get to. A lot of them have unique themes. They could be about weight loss, relaxation, gratitude, energy. Or you could find a meditation class near you. This can be a simple way to get started because you'll have the support of that instructor as well as the camaraderie of the other people in the class. You could attend a meditation retreat like I did. If you want to dive in full force, it can be a great way to learn the ins and outs of meditation and establish your practice. 
There's retreats. Many of the retreats are in beautiful locations where you can learn in a serene and picturesque, picturesque, for some reason I can't say that word. (laughs) You can, uh, in a pretty, in a pretty environment with like-minded people. Or if you choose to get started at home, then here's some basic tips. Sit comfortably. If cross-legged is not comfortable, do not do that. Sit in a chair. The key is to be comfortable. You won't be relaxed if you have a cramp in your leg, right? And you can't, and don't meditate lying down because guess what's going to happen? It's just a little bit too comfortable and you might fall asleep, which is not the goal of meditation. Believe me, I've tried meditating lying down and I did fall asleep. So always close your eyes unless you're doing a walking meditation, obviously. Um, when they're open, your attention is drawn outward which isn't the intent of meditation. The goal is to turn your focus inward onto your essential self. So meditate in a spot that's free from distractions. Make sure it's not in the same room where you work. Exercise or sleep, unless you have a special little corner, like I do in my office. I have my meditation corner. Or if you want to go out, place candles and other spiritual items in the room to help you feel centered, which is one of the practices that I do. I actually do my essential oils, have my little meditation fountain going Also, make sure, this is key too, that you won't be disturbed during the meditation. If you have it in your mind that your kids or your husband or whoever is going to be running through the door, the phone might ring, you're not going to be able to achieve a a state of deep relaxation. Another key, I really believe it's important to meditate in the morning. Start off your day with the meditation, and it'll help you clear your mind and set your intentions for the day. So I say to aim to sit for five to 10 minutes when you start out and then um, uh, increase a little bit each day so you can work up to 30 minutes. Set a timer where you can use a guided meditation so you'll know when your meditation time is complete. There's several timer apps as well. Don't eat before meditating because you want to feel light. You don't want to feel heavy. You want to be lethargic. I don't even drink any coffee or anything. I basically get up, go sit in my meditation chair and meditate in the morning. Focus your mind. Try using a mantra. That'll help you to stay focused. And then you're less likely to listen to your little drunk monkey and all your rants. And then here's another tip. Practice gratitude at the end of your meditation. Spend a few moments appreciating your life and the experience of meditating. So we talked about mantras. I've talked about mantras quite a bit. And at the Chopra Center, obviously, they gave us our mantras that are specific to us, where we were born, day we were born, etc. But there's all sorts of other mantras you could use as well. And they've been used for centuries as a way of forming mind-body connection and achieving deeper, a deeper meditative state. It's simply a word or phrase silently repeated during meditation. The purpose of a mantra is to give you focus something to focus on other than your thoughts. A mantra can have meaning or be meaningless. It can be a single letter, a word, or a complete sentence. Some mantras you might want to try are OM. Yogis believe that OM is the sound of vibration, of the vibration which comes from the universe, from which the universe emerged. Repeating it indicates your awareness of your connection to all living things. You can say Om Namaha Shavaya. This mantra translates into I bow to the inner self. It reminds you that you are made of divine energy and that you should treat yourself and your inner wisdom with reverence and respect. 
Or you could do Ho'oponoa, an ancient Hawaiian mantra, which is a form of spiritual and mental cleansing. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And repeat that. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Another one is So Hum, translated from Sanskrit. This mantra means, mantra means that I'm that, meaning that you are part of the universal web of life and not just an ego in an impermanent body. That is another podcast I want to do on impermanence. Most people think so on inhale and hum on exhale. So, so, hum. So, there's some other things that you want to notice while you're meditating. If you're having a lot of turbulent thoughts and the little drunk monkey is whirling about, So if you're having those little drunk monkey thoughts, you just want them to pass through your brain and don't give them any heed. Don't give them any credence. Don't listen to them. Don't attach any meaning to those thoughts. So remember that the goal of meditation is learning to just be with your thoughts and quiet your mind, not to take any notice of your thoughts or make any judgment of your thoughts. So if you find yourself lost in your thoughts, though, don't be too hard on yourself. Just get back to your, your chosen focus, whether it's breath, mantra, a guided visualization, or whatever it is. And here's the deal, too. The universe doesn't know the difference between the past, the present, and the future. So by meditating and sending out thoughts that create the vibration of the life you desire, you can nourish all aspects of your life. And when you calm your mind through meditation, you recenter your focus. Meditation also opens a space for your thoughts to roam free and discover what you really want to achieve in life. Let's face it. If you're always on the go and just doing, 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 it's really difficult to focus on what it is you really want. And in meditation, you get to experience your true self, the self that's full of potential. So I hope you're going to learn how to meditate now. And that's the podcast for today. And I'll be back next week with another topic. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please let me know. If you aren't already following me on social media, follow me to get a daily dose of nourishment on Instagram at Suzanne Jezek Ariaga and on Facebook or on my website, www.suzannejezekariaga.com. If you want to get more information, On the courses in the Nourish to Flourish Academy, go to www.nourishtoflourishacademy.com.